You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hey, it's Anne-Marie and welcome to another episode of Ambitious Entrepreneur Show brought to you by the Influence Alliance, which is the community for change makers who want to build their business in a sustainable and scalable way. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So today's show is titled Why Service-Based Businesses Should Never Compete on Price. Got some notes in front of me. Wanted to share a number of things that I have learned along the way, being a service-based business myself, as well as other conversations that I've had with various colleagues and even clients who have over the years been very much developing their expertise in a certain area. And now that there are so many more businesses online, particularly with what's going on in the world, they have found themselves competing with many, many more businesses business owners in that space that may not necessarily have the depth and width, so the wealth of knowledge, experience, qualifications even in that particular area. And you may find yourself in that exact predicament, having years of experience, maybe even being one of only a few people working in your industry now, all of a sudden, because of circumstances changing, you are finding that many, many more people are entering that space. This could be actually a positive thing because it shows that the particular industry that you're working in is very popular. The customer base may have expanded and therefore other people are now seeing opportunities in that industry. If I think of my particular circumstance, I mean, my first business was in career coaching in the career development space. And I then transitioned to working with entrepreneurs, all the while always having a podcast. So a number of years ago, I went full circle and really started focusing on helping uh, change makers, ambitious entrepreneurs, getting their own podcast out. But they're not just a podcast, building their reach, building their reputation as a trusted authority through leveraging my experience as a personal branding strategist and online strategist, as well as how to create a profitable business or podcast for service-based businesses who are using their podcast as a way not just to amplify their message, but also build their reach with their ideal customer and then being able to nurture listeners into leads. And of course, when I started podcasting back in 2008, hardly anyone knew who, you know, what a podcast was. And in fact, many of my colleagues would often say to me, what are you doing podcasts for? The audience isn't, isn't big. But now look, you know, 12 years later, more than 12 years later, many, many more people are listening to podcasts. And of course, now we've got so many more people entering the podcasting space. So I've got the things that I want to share with you, I have got actual experience in because I've kind of gone through that myself and had to do a little bit of resetting and and just monitoring the marketplace to see uh, what's been going on. And so I want to share some things that I've been doing that I've recommended to my colleagues and my clients that they're now doing as well. And, And this is something for anyone 
If you are a service-based business, you're a specialist in your field, you've got a wealth of knowledge and you're now finding that other people are entering the marketplace at a, and offering courses at a, a way, way lower pricing point than, than you are. So these are a couple of things that I encourage you not to do. Number one, never compare yourself with others. Never compare because you are incomparable. No one has the blend of your experience, the blend of your knowledge, the blend of challenges overcome, uh, initiatives implemented, things that you came up with that maybe no one else has done in the marketplace or even aspects of your work. No one has that unique blend. No one has the unique blend of characteristics, mannerisms, quirkinesses, quirkinesses, and And when you blend that together, you are incomparable. You are uncopyable. It's one of the things I say to all of my clients, create a story that is so unique, you are uncopyable. In actual fact, you are uncopyable. End of story. No one has the same fingerprints as you. No one has your exact background, the exact circumstances that brought you down the path to where you are today. And I just wanted to remind yourself, therefore, please, please, please never compare yourself to other people because you are incomparable. I hope that's a word, incomparable, uncomparable, whatever. I've just made up a word. I tend to do that. And then later I listen to myself like, is that actually a word? Well, if not, it should be. There you go. Um, Second, never compete. Never compete. How can you compete with someone that doesn't have your background, your knowledge, your expertise, the passion for the work that you have? your unique gifts and skills and talents and strengths. Uh, You just can't compete. They can't compete with you and you should not compete with them because as soon as you start to even compare and try and compete, you, and I don't say this to um, downplay anyone else, but you actually bring yourself down. And this is in the instance of your self-worth and self-confidence because again, you know, you are unique. No one is like you. And the, 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 the time that you start to compete against others, I think you completely diminish uh, all of the things that make you you. And no one can be you and do you like you. So don't compete. Another thing that I want to talk about competition is there really is no such thing as competition. I mean, if you want to compete with someone, make that the person who you were yesterday, last week, last month, let that be, um, you know, let that be the, 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 I can't think of the word, let that be the line that you are measuring yourself up against. Let that be the driving force. You know, are you learning different things and expanding your knowledge, your professional development, your personal development? You know, all of those things are so very important. And so when we look at the marketplace and we see it such as, you know, being competition, I think that that immediately distracts you. I mean, obviously what you want to do is to maintain a, an awareness of what's going on. The reason that you want to do that is not from a competition kind of point of view, but more so, and this is what I do and I recommend my clients do, Look at what's going on so that you can identify, are there things in the marketplace that others are not doing specifically for that particular audience who is similar to mine? And can I fill that gap? What unique offerings do they have and that I have that I can perhaps complement? 
are some of those people who are technically, and this is with, you know, the air quotes, competitors, can they actually be collaboration partners? And I mentioned earlier that one of the first industries that I worked in was the career industry. And some of my closest colleagues and friends that who became friends were so-called competitors. They were working in the career space too, doing resume developments, but they didn't necessarily want to do interview coaching. And I loved coaching. You've heard me say before, and if, if not, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, love to learn new things, will never stop learning. Uh, and, and really doing one thing to me was boring. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. And I encourage people, let your one thing be your one thing, but have create this umbrella statement that if you are a multi-passionate entrepreneur and have diverse skills set to be able to offer your clients, make sure the way that you are positioning it is not so stretched thin that you're seen like a master of none, jack of all trades. Unless, of course, that is your strategy. Anyhow, getting back to this competition, those colleagues reached out to me and said, will you love to do interview coaching? I don't. I love the resumes. Can I incorporate you, your coaching services, into my career packages? Uh, let me think about that. Yes, of course. And a, a number of my colleagues actually did that when I was in the career industry, which was wonderful because, you know, I'd get emails, got another client for you, got another client for you. And I loved doing interview coaching. And and um, and so, you know, together we were able to create a solution and an offering for their clients, for our clients that just out weighed exceeded what we would have been able to do if we were on our own so please don't look at at your industry as competing select the others that are doing a marvelous job in your industry and maybe look at creating a strategy that you can become alliance partners referral partners joint venture partners there's no such thing as competition and the third is so we've covered never compare never compete Never compromise, never compromise. And I think that this often occurs because when we do start comparing, and you know what, and I haven't got my phone close, as we're scrolling through social media, it's so hard. Oh, look at what she's doing. Oh, she just looks fantastic. You know, as we're kind of getting a little bit older in years and these young, beautiful young women and, and you know, Age should not be a factor. I'm just saying that just as an example, you know, we look at what others are doing and we think, oh, how can I even compete against that? Can I tell you that there is a market, there is an ideal client waiting for you to bring your expertise, your knowledge in your quirky style, whatever that may be. So don't hide it because uh, the person who's waiting for you to launch, to share that content will never get past their stuckness if you're not out there uh, sharing. But it, what ends up happening when we compare ourselves, what we try and do is then try and compete. And it really comes from a, a, a core, if you will, or, or a driving for, force of scarcity because you feel like you're not enough. You feel like if you don't compete and, and do different things, compromise on who you are and what you have to offer, there's no way that you can really position yourself in the market, which is just 
not true. It's just not true. And you don't want to compromise because it, it's not a nice feeling in that pit of your gut when you always feel like you're, you're not good enough or you have to do this. I have to do that to, to, to be found. I have to do that to, to be heard. And that's not necessarily the case. You don't have to do things that may not naturally be in your skill set or that you're not ready to yet. So those are three things that I want to encourage you not to do. Never compare, never compete, never compromise. Here are some things that I want you to do to remind yourself of as you are uh, positioning your services, positioning your expertise, creating your message to make a much bigger impact in the world whilst you build a sustainable, scalable business you love that gives you the freedom that you desire, whatever that may be for you. So here's what you have to do. You have to spend some time to get really, really clear on what sets you apart. If you're not able to list a number of those key things, then it's very difficult for your ideal customer, your ideal alliance partner, referral partner, anyone who could become a stakeholder in your business to support you or do business with you. It's very difficult for them to be able to see that if you can't see it yourself, because what we don't recognize as being unique, we can't continue to do intentionally. And what we don't bring intentionally every single day, consistently, constantly across the work we do, across the platforms we share and the podcast episodes that we either host or we guest on, we cannot bring that forward, which means our message will often get lost, which means that our message will often not be heard by our, our ideal client, because it's going to impact when you get clear on what sets you apart. Some of the things that you do then is going to really hone your message to highlight those things, to hone your message, to really speak to your ideal customer. And when you're not doing that consistently, that's often when your message gets lost because there's so much more noise online now. So get, get clearer, get really clear on what sets you apart, such as your experience, your qualifications, your successes, your achievements, problems and challenges that you've overcome. Let's talk about experience, qualifications, successes, achievements, problems and challenges that you've overcome. A combination of those things enables you to share your expertise, sort of the topic with a depth and richness that no one else will bring to the market. Because often in the challenges and you're using experience and you're using the knowledge that you've learned to come up with solutions that may be very innovative, that may save time that may replace outdated uh, you know, systems and processes and ways of doing things. And that's great. That's your unique IP and you need to be incorporating that into your work. You need to be sharing that across your messages and how you're reaching out to people. Very, very important. You know, successes and achievements. How often in the career industry when I would be speaking to someone to help them shape their resume, write their resume, that's, oh, I didn't really have very many achievements. So I'd go through a questioning process. And I want you to listen to these questions because if you're working for yourself uh, in your own business, this is just as relevant for you. 
what were some of the problems that you came into contact with that you saw was an issue? Maybe in your industry, maybe what you saw your clients struggling with or potential clients struggling with, and you knew there was a better way. What did you implement? What did you do? What did you suggest? Document that, document the issue and problem that you saw. And then what was the outcome? What happened because of your suggestion? What happened because of you eliminating that step or implementing that new step? And not necessarily what happened to you, but what impact did that have on your client? And then on their customers or family or whatever, uh, you know, that particular change changed for them for the betterment. And maybe it eliminated time, maybe it cut time by half, maybe it it, uh, enabled someone to grow their business in half the time, maybe they tripled or quadrupled their business, or made double the amount of income that they did the last year in only two or three months. Those are just some of the the results that some of my clients have had when they've gone through my core business uh, foundations program. I want you to identify what are some of those challenges that you've overcome, that you've helped clients overcome. All of those stories and examples and can become case studies that you share. And the reason that I'm getting you to do that now is to, as a reminder of the things that you have achieved and why as that expert, that service-based business owner who's providing expertise in that particular area in the marketplace should never compare should never compete and should never compromise on the services that you are offering. Also too, is that time, and I know for a number of you, you've been in industry for a while. And this is something else that I often hear from people. Anne-Marie, am I too old? Am I too old to enter the marketplace? Because we've got some of these young people who know all about social media. They're all over it. Am I even relevant to the marketplace anymore? Am I even relevant to the marketplace? Can I say to you, if that is you, if you're entering a marketplace and you're thinking, goodness, am I too old? When I see these, you know, young entrepreneurs entering the market who just seem to be all over social and sharing and all of that stuff. Can I tell you that time, T-I-M-E, develops a level of experience, maturity and character that cannot be bought in a course, that cannot be brought forward in a customer relationship uh, after a seven-week whatever time frame, it can only be brought forward after years and years of boots on the ground. There are things that you could learn that some people learn, even if they're just coming from uni. There are things that you learn through being in the, the environment in and of itself that you just cannot get in a book in a theory. Now, I'm not poo-pooing theory and I'm not poo-pooing university and all that kind of stuff, but I'm just reiterating and reminding you that the level of knowledge and experience that you have has only come about because of the number of years of experience that you have had and the maturity that you have would enable you to even work and be a mentor to some of those young, young people that are coming through. But it also means that you are able through hindsight, 
through your ability to know what's happened in the past and how you'd address that and looking a little bit, you know, in the future, having a bit of foresight because hindsight often provides the insight um, that will provide foresight for how to approach something that can only be achieved through years of experience. So what you need to do firstly is to come to the realization that you're not too old um, you're not you're not competing you're not comparing and therefore you should not compromise but rather you should look at ha- how you can incorporate all of those things to and, and communicate that in a very subtle but strong way because you are going to be able to help people save time save money save heartache save having to go through all of the challenges because you are no doubt have walked through that that before so that they don't have to and you've probably created systems and processes and little techniques that only you can through the experience I just wanted to remind you of that so please do not compare do not compete do not compromise build that up and incorporate that into your programs and services something else too that no one can copy and I mentioned it before it's your character your mannerisms your wacky sense of humor your ability to communicate, your ability to listen, your ability to draw something out that perhaps people have not been able to see. And and that's something that your ideal client is looking for, depending on the industry. Please do not negate that experience and that, that you bring to the table, which is based on your mannerisms and characteristics and, and all of that, blended with all of the other things that I've mentioned already, make you unique and why you're incomparable to anyone else uh, offering similar service. And so that's what I reminded my client. That's what I reminded my client of. Uh, I said, you have had so much experience, probably more than anyone else. You are not competing against them because you're building in an even richer, uh, you know, process within your particular offering. And not only are you offering what what some of the other people in the market, you're offering something that your ideal client doesn't even know that they need, which is why so many experts or specialists still feel like the world's best kept secret, because you are trying to compete to the level of what your ideal, your, you know, your, you call competitors in quote, air quotes, what others in your industry are are sharing and what they're speaking against. Don't compete. Start to educate your market on what they don't know. Um, You know, there's a strategy around that, of course, that I can help you with that. I'll share a little bit later how you can join the Influence Alliance if that's something that this is something that you're struggling with. We can certainly help you. But there's a way that you bring that forward, and that is where you're showcasing your thought leadership, the things that you've come up with and that you've realized are so important that maybe your entire industry is just not even, hasn't even realized yet. And that's the kind of thing that you want to bring into your content and the programs that you, you are offering. And no one is going to know that you do that if you don't communicate that. No one is going to know that you do that, that there's different areas that they don't even know that they don't know. And that might be the exact reason why they're continuing to be stuck. So you know that your ideal client could invest with some of the other solutions in the marketplace, but they're still going to be nowhere closer to their goals because they're step two, three, four, and five that, you know, they haven't implemented, but that's exactly why they need to hire you. 
you need to communicate that so that they are understanding of that. That's what I shared to my client. Similarly, if we think of me with podcasting, so many more people are coming into the podcasting space. But I know as a service-based business who has, you know, a number of people that are looking at what you're doing, kind of stalking you, everybody that that you deal with is going to have a different buying cycle, is going to have different triggers and information that they need to be able to get them along the buyer's journey. And what people don't realize that, you know, unless they've had experience with with podcasting. And as I said, I've had podcasts since 2008. And before that, I was even uh, using audio as part of the way that I communicated my brain and my, my career practice. I realized that you could nurture these listeners into customers far quickly, far more quickly, if there were some certain parameters in place. And of course, that's what I teach. And I only teach that because it's something that I recognize, that I observed in my work when people would reach out. And then I started investigating a little bit more, did a bit more research to see, is this repeatable? And is this something that others can implement? And yes, they can. Therefore, that is why I incorporate that into my my 90-day idea to launch your Thought Leader podcast, and the way that we set that up. There are just a lot of different parameters within that that I teach that no one else teaches because I've had thousands of interviews. I, I've lost count of the amount of interviews that I've done. I also know how to communicate with different communication styles, how to set up your call so that from the beginning of the, the, the interview right to the end, you know, you create a, a compelling storyline that keeps your audience engaged. That's the kind of thing that I train within my courses because I know that my clients may not even be aware that that's so important. They may think, hey, just plug the microphone in and I'm just going to start asking questions and there's a beginning, a middle and an end. Well, they don't know what they don't know. So I'm just saying this as a, an example to really continue to bring home that you too have unique aspects, some key things that you can start to bring out into your story, into your content, into your message you don't know what that is. Your ideal client and your community aren't going to, to know what that is either. Okay, enough of that. So that's the first one. Get clearer on what sets you apart. Secondly, get clear on your ideal client and speak to them. Not everyone. Speak to them. If you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. You know, if you think of uh, my client, she was very much working with coaches and consultants who have had a body of knowledge and expertise. In actual fact, my client, she helps. If you're looking for someone who is a thought leader in the area of bringing your knowledge online as in a course, but not just any course, that course, that course that transforms the life of your customer, that course that positions your, you as that thought leader in your industry and that you really can build your business on, let me know and I'll connect the two of you. But as she started realizing, you know, I don't just work with anyone. I mean, she can, but her message is honed to speak to those people who have that body of knowledge. They just don't want to buy a $27 course and throw anything together. Who wants to do that? It's just, just not any course. It's that course. It's that course that is going to change the lives of client, that is going to be seen as a trusted authority. And that course to, you know, that course in, in the industry that is highly recommended as one of the, the courses that you need to invest in. And that's a different level of clientele. Not everyone wants that. And that's okay. 
but know who your ideal client is, what he or she is is looking for, the outcome that they want, the gaps that, you know, they are stuck with and be the solution for that. And then, you know, the rest is history, as they say. Similarly with me, with my podcasting, whilst I can help anyone launch a podcast, my ideal client is not just anyone. My ideal client's a change maker and innovator. She challenges or he challenges the status quo, you know, ambitious, driven, um, you know, way ahead of, of their industry. And even though of, because of that, they're struggling to communicate that. They feel like the world's best kept secret. Oh, you know, there goes someone else. We've got, you know, a third of the experience that I have and there they are. They're getting all the interviews. They're getting all the accolades, um, you know, and they know that what that person is teaching in the industry is only a third of what ideal their ideal clients really needs to know. That's my ideal client who I can help, um, you know, get out there, elevate so that they can make a much bigger difference in the world with their message because that is what they, that really drives them. That's what really drives them. So you need to get clear. You need to get clear on what is going to capture the attention you or their attention, you need to be so clear on that and then bring that forward in each and every way and method that you're using to communicate your brand. And lastly, make a decision and commit to it 110%. And I'll put my hand up to say that I am the first person I know even years ago that I would get distracted chasing the next bright, shiny object. One of those bright, shiny objects 12 years ago was a podcast, mind you. So to all those mentors who said to me back then, mm, is that really a good, good idea? Uh, anyway, so you need to be really clear on where it is that you are going to position yourself as that trusted authority in that specific area and then knuckle down and do everything that you need to do to achieve that. Don't look left. Don't look right. Don't look at what people are doing. Don't go, to go down the dark hole of, of Instagram or LinkedIn or, or whatever platform is your vice because you're going to get distracted. And guess what? When people get distracted and they start comparing, they feel an urge to compete. And when they start to compete, they compromise on the unique aspects of themselves which you don't want to do and you're not going to do from this point forward, promise let's commit to one another we are not going to do that we're going to keep straight ahead looking straight ahead not left not right not getting distracted and as you look ahead one of the things that I want to encourage you to do if you haven't already this is one of the biggest um, biggest turnarounds for me and my business to keep me focused and not looking left and right all the time and that was creating a mission and a vision and my mission and vision have stayed the same my mission and vision have stayed the same. Plans have changed. Programs have changed. I mean, I've only just after three years been able to map out my business pathway, my program pathway, because over the last number of years, I was working with clients and then seeing, you know, how were they coming in? I was actually mapping out the client, my client journey but not just researching it, actually taking clients through to be able to see, you know, where did they need the most support as they went through that program and finished at the end of that, were, were there still aspects that they needed support? And 
you know, rather than just kind of going, well, you finish that off, you go, bye, good luck. I didn't want to do that because, you know, when I'm working with clients, I want to make sure that they're generating the best outcome because I know when they are, they're impacting the world in a much bigger way. Together, we're making a difference, making a difference one message at a time, one podcast at a time. That is my mission, you know, and, and my podcast network's mission. And so I knew that I needed to be mindful of that and have created a program pathway now that I know that with what we're offering here, I'm offering that I'm able to support clients no matter what stage that they're at in their business and no matter what what support that they need. And there's, you know, all of that sequencing. And the reason I'm sharing that is because you need to have a mission and a vision. You need to understand who is my ideal client? What is their customer journey? How am I helping them? Am I able to nurture them through that? And do I have different offerings to be able to support them? Or if that's not necessarily what I can offer, can I also align myself with other people who are working with a similar ideal client? And together we can make sure we can create an environment where we can reciprocate business where we can share our clients so that when I'm finished with a client, I've got someone, a trusted partner or a trusted referral alliance partner that I can then, you know, send my client to because I know they're going to get that consistent level of integrity and excellence in, in their work. And so that's what you need to do because when you have that vision and that mission and those intentional steps that you're taking to build your business, you know, the right steps, the right support, the right community, that is when you take purposeful, intentional action and begin to see your business grow steadily. So much so that you won't even have time to compare you won't even have time to compete. In fact, you're probably already working with some of the people. You might have even taken some businesses on and, and brought them on board. So, you know, to join your team so that you can provide an even, you know, more robust service offering to your customers. And you certainly won't be compromising on what you're doing because you're trying to compete. Uh, you're incomparable. No one has your your the journey no one has your unique combination of gifts strengths talents background experience mannerisms characteristics only you and once you understand that and you do what i you know do some of the steps and insights and tips that i shared today that is when you really start to make an impact you become known as that trusted authority. You've got awesome clients who are stepping forward and saying, hey, love your work, been seeing you, hearing you. If you do launch a podcast, love how you get engaged, love your content. How can we work with you? That's what happens. So I hope that was helpful. Just a reminder, never compare because you're incomparable. Never compete, never compromise. Get clear on what sets you apart. Get clear on your ideal client and speak to them in every single piece of content that you release, that you share, and make a decision and commit to it 110%. Now, by the way, if you're looking for the right steps, the right support, the right community, uh, think of joining uh, my membership program, which is the business building community for change makers who want to build a sustainable, scalable business. They love to give you the freedom uh, 
and the projects that you want to to get your fingers on, you know, your your, your fingers around and, and get working on. Uh, theinfluencealliance.com, theinfluencealliance.com. Would love to see you there and hope this was helpful. Let me know, you know, in the comments or whatever platform you are listening to this or watching this from, what's the greatest aha? What's the action step that you're going to take in the next 24 hours to take action on that insight? And what are you going to remind yourself of the next time that that feeling, you know, in the pit of your gut starts to raise her or his ugly head almost? What are you going to remind yourself of so that that inner critic doesn't raise his or her ugly head anymore? Can't wait to hear from you and hope this has been helpful for you. And I'll see you online. Till next time, have an awesome week. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series.